Orlando. <laughs> so you'll have to deal with the rest of us. And uh, on the 10th, uh, the ladies have your Ladies United Fellowship. Sister Dickie is going to be the speaker at Sirloin Stockade. And if you haven't signed up for that, the sign-up sheet's in the foyer. Uh, the 29th is going to be the Fall Festival. And there's also a sign-up sheet for that in the foyer if you haven't already signed up. Um, on the care group luncheons, if you don't know uh, who you, which spot you're in or who, who's your leader in that, there should be a form in there. And uh, the ninth is going to be group number two with Sister Leah Faust. The 16th is group three with Sister Joanne Bolton. And the 23rd is going to be group one with Sister Lisa Calicote. And um, it says there's two spots uh, still open for the branching trip if nobody else has uh, already taken those. And that will be available on push pay. And we're also going to go ahead and do our prayer request. And uh, we have Sister Dot Lipscomb is going to be having surgery tomorrow. Uh, Lucille McFatridge needs prayer. Carl Thompson has had a spider bite. And Don Howell is having routine procedure. Sister Formby's in severe pain. Sister Chris Andrews needs prayer. Sister Jane Lay is sick. I guess she's better. I see her here. <laughs> the uh, she ain't here. Well, I don't have my glasses on, so that's probably why I can't see out that far. She usually sits on that side, anyways, I believe. Yeah, here's uh, Carolyn Fink. Finnegan needs prayer. Uh, uh, Katie Gambry, Gambry's uh, nephew, six month old, is in critical. Condition needs a miracle. Uh, Tammy Welch, I guess you're doing better. That's good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll continue to pray. Yeah. Uh, Ernest is under the attack of the devil and needs prayer for deliverance. Uh, Christine De La Rosa, prayer for salvation. Brandon Hutchins needs prayer. Norman Gilbert's having scans for cancer, and we need to pray for a clean report. Uh, Vicki, which is Stacy Bowden's friend, she has cancer. Uh, Monica Helm is on three different chemos. Uh, Rex Foster has bad infection in his body, and doctor said he will never walk again. Patricia Inslee uh, Langer, Lang Langner has cancer and is septic. Parker Armstrong, Sister Vicki Jones, cousin's baby, tested uh, testing at Children's, and Lord Usher will be having surgery. And we know that he can heal all these, and we believe that in Jesus' name. So we'll all just go to him in prayer. Lord God, we ask you today to come to heal every one of these needs, Lord. And we know that you can do it, Father. And we're believing in it. And, and God, we have faith that you will come through, God. And if not, that your plan is greater, God. And we thank you for all these in advance. In Jesus' name.
who believes there's no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Worship with me as we sing this.
Brother Jeff up here. He's going to share the word with us tonight. Praise the Lord, everyone. You may be seated. I thought they had three songs. I was ready for the third one. Or maybe they sang three and I just, I was in a different zone. What an honor and privilege it is to be here tonight. Oh. I don't ever take this opportunity lightly, and hell doesn't either, because hell's always trying to attack you, attack me, and, uh, but when God has your number, hell can't stop it. I, uh, Saturday, this past Saturday was opening day of deer season, and I was out in the woods, and me and brother Jeremy and I was trying to text him to see if he was seeing anything. And it says, not delivered, no signal. So I'm sitting there and my phone vibrates. And I think, all right, Jeremy, well, it was pastor. And he wanted to know if I could take care of this service tonight. And I said, uh, yes, sir, I can do that. 
And then all of a sudden, the phone's dead again. So God's got my number. So, but I am thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for a God that, that he's always looking out for me. Uh, over the, the past few years, I've, I've been trying to be in the, the will of God. To always do his will, not my will, but his will be done. For 10 years, I've been involved in uh, Telford Prison Ministry. And uh, it was the will of God for me to be there. But over the last few months, my heart has been elsewhere. My mind has been transitioned into something else. And so I've stepped back from the uh, prison ministry. Uh, It was a hard decision to make. But when it's the will of God, it's something that you've got to do. I had a lot of sentimental reasons why I went to Telford. And... God being one of them, but a, a good friend of mine, Philip Taylor, uh, he was a big part of that ministry. And so for me to have to step away from it and to understand that I'm hearing the voice of God and not doing what I want to do, but doing what he's asking me to do. And that's making myself available. Uh, so I've stepped back from the prison ministry and... I feel a burden for a men's ministry in our church. So we're fixing to fire a men's ministry back up uh, in our church. And that's something that I don't take lightly there either. Because I know God wants to do a work in us, in this church, in this city. And we've got to make ourselves available. He doesn't want our ability. He wants our availability. We just have to make ourselves available to our God. Are we about our Father's business? Are we doing the will of God? Are we, and this all started probably a year or two ago. Brother Phil Bridges was here and he was up here preaching and he was saying about talking about men. Uh, ministering to other men and he's like if you've got a boat use that in a ministry if you go hunting use that in a ministry well my mind automatically clicked to be carnal said i've got a boat i can take people fishing i know where some hunting spots are i can take some people and my mind was just being carnal like that but that's the way my mind was working and i think you know that's just the wrong mindset to have uh i don't want to be about carnally minded. I want to be spiritually minded. I want to be about my father's business. I want to do his will. So in James chapter 1 verse 21, it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness an engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 
For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We've got to stop just hearing the word. We've got to start being partakers and doing of what's being preached behind this pulpit up here. I'm preaching to myself. Pastor can't do it all by himself. The Sunday school department can't do it all by themselves. The usher department, they can't do it all by themselves. We've got to stand up and be united, and we've got to get together, and we've got to be ye doers of this word and not just hearers. And you don't have to just be a preacher. You don't have to just be a preacher behind the pulpit, I promise you. It, it is an honor and a privilege to be here, but honor and privileges comes with about 400 knots in your stomach. It doesn't, it doesn't always look what it feels like. But I've got to, the enemy, he always wants to throw a kink in things. I read a statement the other day that the devil, he couldn't even beat a hillbilly in Georgia in a fiddle contest. And I thought, man, that's pretty good. The devil, he couldn't even beat a hillbilly in Georgia in a fiddle contest. And what does he got against us? So when we're trying to do the word of God, when we're trying to do the work of God, we can't let the enemy stop us. Whether it's me having to step aside from a ministry to start another ministry, I can't let the enemy come in there and say, no, this is where you need to be because God opens doors and God shuts doors. And you don't have to be behind this pulpit to minister to people out there. And this, I had a guy call me uh, a few weeks ago, and he was needing some counseling. And I'm like, I'm the last person that wants to counsel. I, I tell some of my close friends, I said, I learned by the mistakes of the advice that I give to others. And uh, you're not the one that I need to be counseling. But... On a serious note, he was needing some counseling, and he reached out to me. And I didn't know what to, I don't know him that well, but I had to make myself available to go out there and to minister to this guy that uh, he, was, he was hurting, and he was seeking something, and he's seen me a few times, and he's seen something inside of me. And it's nothing about me, but it's about the God that I serve because I allow him to use me. And I want to make myself available to him no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. Uh, there's a guy that uh, you may see him in parking lots. They're pushing around selling banana bread. And I, I run across him the other day. And he's like, man, we're in this halfway house or whatever way off and I'm like all right I'm, I'm all for that and so uh he was asking for donations and I said well uh let's just go to prayer right here and we was out there in the parking lot and there was people walking by and I stepped out of my comfort zone that's not what I wanted to do but I felt God say hey let's pray for this guy could I ask him I said how long have you been uh clean he said for a month 
And I said, well, I've been in your shoes before. I know what it's like. That first month is hard. But you know what? I know a God, and he was uh, claimed to be spirit-filled. But that's what we've got to do is when we're out there in this society, in our city, in our community, we've got to make ourselves available to people out there because there's people out there that they don't know what the love of God is like. They don't know what the truth of God is like. They don't know what the word of God is all about. We've got to be living epistles unto them people out there. But the enemy... He's going to do whatever he can to stop you. He's going to put doubts in your mind. He's going to put fear in your mind. He's going to put confusion in your mind. But we've got power over that enemy. John 14 and 12, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me and the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto to my father and whatsoever you ask in my name that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name I will do it if you believe in God and you ask anything he's going to do it for you according to his will we've got to step out of this carnality and we've got to start reaching I'm sitting there got all these things coming I mean it's Opening week of bow season. Rifle season's right around the corner. The fish are fishing to start biting. I know what's going on in my carnal mind. But I can't sit there and and think about that kind of stuff. I've got to be hungry for men. I've got to be a fisher of a man. I've got to reach those on my job. I've got to reach those that I come in contact with. But the enemy, he tries his best to... the other day, I ain't going there yet. <laughs> when the enemy says he's going to attack you, he's going to attack you. And I, I'm kind of glad that he doesn't give up on me. Because when he's giving up on me, then I've got to start worrying because I'm not doing something right. I don't like him chasing me. I don't like the the battles that I have to face. I don't like the trials, the tribulations that I go through. But I am thankful for a God because he said uh, in John uh, 16:33, these things that I've spoken to you that you might have peace in the world. You shall have, tribu- you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That same God that said that is the same God that's inside of us. So if he's overcome the world, we can overcome the world through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says man is born of a woman, is a few days and is full of trouble. That world is full of trouble. I heard rumors this past week at the fair, I mean, they had to shut the fair down because uh, there were so many fights going on on Saturday night. Just when people were trying to get together and have a good time, there's so much evil and so much darkness out there in this world that they don't care what's going on. They're just trying to disrupt. Well, I got to thinking, you know, the devil, the Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion walking on this earth seeking whom he may devour. 
What if the apostolics got outside of these four walls and we started walking the earth and we started trying to seek the devil and, you know, and devour him and push him back and push that darkness back? What if the apostolics of Paris, Texas, if we got out there in that world and we start pushing it back, we can do that. You've got power to tread upon those serpents and those scorpions. We can't let the devil have any dominion in our lives. We've got to push that darkness back. We've got to go forward. We've got to be doers of the word. God did not call us to sit here and to be bench warmers. I've been, for the past few months, I've missed a lot of services being over at Telford. And the enemy, he's made me feel like this is a foreign land when I come into this service. When I'd come in on a Wednesday night, that's the way, because I miss so much church over here by going over there and that's what the enemy, he's going to try to make you feel certain ways. He's going to try to make you think certain thoughts. He's going to make you feel like you're not wanted. He's going to make you feel like you don't belong there. But that's what he does. But we serve a God that has called us out of that darkness and called us into this church. First Peter 5 and 1, it says... The elders which are among you, I exhort, whom am also an elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God. Are we feeding the flock of God? Are we feeding? They may not be in the church, but they're God's. I got to step back because somebody, they made a comment to me. They said, you're not God's child until you're reborn. And I'm like, no. That flock out there, God created everything. Every breath you take comes from him. Every good and perfect gift from above comes from him. We've got to feed those people out there. They're hungry and they don't know it. I eat all the time when I'm not hungry. I don't have to be hungry to eat. My grandmother taught me at a young age. She says, well, eat to keep from getting hungry. I tell you, she said, you hungry, baby? I said, no, I'm not hungry. Well, eat to keep from getting hungry. So that's why I am the way I am. But these people out here, if they're not hungry, feed them anyway. Feed them the word of God. Preach to them. Witness to them. Let your light shine among this nation out here, this city out here. I'm tired of the enemy coming in to this house and trying to take good people away. He's coming in and trying to warp our minds. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's going to try to attack your mind. He tries to attack my mind. Maybe it's just me. But he's always working on my mind. He's always working. And I just have to start calling upon the name of Jesus. I just have to start calling upon his name. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but by willingly, not for the filthy looker, but of a ready mind. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. 
And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that not fadeth away. When the chief shepherd appears and we've been out there feeding his flock, what is he going to think about coming back for a, a church that's not out there trying to feed those? I want to be, that's why I'm, I've got to step away from that part of my life that meant so much to me, that made me what I am. But I've got to, I've got to start being back here and I've got, I want to try to get us all together to where we can go out there and, and we can make a difference, you know. I sit there and I look at these ladies having meetings every month and they're getting more spiritual in us than us men. We, we, can't, we can't allow that. I don't want my wife coming home. I was trying to preach to her the other day and she was like, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, you don't tell pastor to shh when he's preaching to you, but she's going to tell me. I was just trying to help her out. Trying to give her some feed, but she wasn't hungry. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. You also be subject to one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. I've always tried to be humble in my ministry. I've never let it go to my head because I don't want to be proud. I'm not proud of the things that I've done in my life. I want to get down here and get away from that for a minute. I'm not proud of the things that I've done in my life, but I know that it's, it's helped mold me in what I am today. So I probably wouldn't go back and change things in my life because I may not have never known Christ like I know Christ today. I may not have never had to depend on him like I have to depend upon him today. So I don't ever want to be big-headed or I'm a human. I fail big time. I mess up. I can make the biggest mistakes. But God, as long as I allow him to be the leader in my life, as long as I'm listening to his still voice, as long as I'm listening to his word, as long as I'm doing his will and not what Jeff wants to do, if he wants to put Brother Matt on the boat with me and we go fishing, we're going to talk about the Word of God. Because I know Brother Matt ain't going to let me fish. He's going to talk about the Word of God. <laughs> me and Jeremy, we don't even sit in the same stand, so we can't talk about the Word of God. We've got to be quiet. But we can pray. God wants to do something in this church. We're sitting under great leadership under Pastor Meyer. Been here 39 years. That's unheard of in churches. I mean, that's we're under great leadership. And he's down there in Florida getting fed right now to come back to feed his flock. We've got to be responsive to his ministry. We've got to be responsive to any ministry that's back up behind this pulpit. I heard a guy say the other day is it was hard to follow Brother Seth. I'm like, yeah. And I didn't know I was preaching at the time. <laughs> but then I like, well, it's not only hard to follow Brother Meyer, but then you got to brother, follow Brother Seth Williams. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> wow. But I know a God that he gives me a message. And I know a God that says we must be doers and not just hearers of the word. We've got to continue to go out there and to feed that flock. We've got to make ourselves available to those that are hungry. 
to those that are half full. We've, I come across a deal a while ago. Uh, it was pretty powerful. I hadn't really studied it a lot. But it's Brother Rick Flores, uh, Back on Track Bible Studies. And he was talking about the plan of salvation. And there's a lot of people out there in that world that think, well, just because I believe in Jesus, then I'm saved. There's religions out there that's teaching that. But he made the comment that I'd never heard. He said, the devil believes in him and he ain't saved. I'm like, wow, that's pretty stout right there. I mean, you can't argue with that. The devil believes in one God, but he ain't saved. So how can any religion say that's why we've got to take this oneness message, this apostolic message out there and start feeding this flock of gods out there? What's it going to take for us to step out of our comfort zones? What's it going to take for us to get fired up? What's it going to take for us to, to be able to just walk into a store and see someone hurting? I've, I've been in, and I'm the world's worst. I'm preaching to myself. When I see people up here praying and uh, I hear a voice in my head, well, you need to go pray for them. Uh, now, God, I will in a little bit. And then all of a sudden I see two or three more people over there praying for them. I say, Lord, I missed that one. What's it going to take for us to step out from behind these pews when we see our brothers and our sisters up here? They may not be hurting. They not, may not mean to. They just may need a touch of God. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to be there to lift each other up. And there's power in the prayer. There's power whenever you go and lay your hands. I know when people lay their hands on me and they pray for me, it ain't always the most comfortable thing. I've heard people say, if they come over here and lay their hands on me, I'm leaving. And I've heard people come in here and say that. My mom was one of them. But then she'd come down to the altar and want to get prayed for. And that was, that was after, after. But, you know, it just makes people uncomfortable. And it makes me uncomfortable. Should I or I shouldn't I? But when that voice, when that still small voice comes in there and says, go pray for that person, that's when we've got to start stepping out and praying. We've got to start being responsive to the minister. We've got to start being doing instead of just hearing what God's trying to tell us. We can't wait no more. The world, like I said, the other night they had to shut the fair down because there were so many fights. They said there were shots fired, but uh, they did come back and say that that was fake news. But they did say that they shut it down because of so many fights there. And people were just trying to go and have a good time, just some good, clean fun at the fair that you can't even go any place and have a good time because evil's out there. The enemy's out there doing whatever he can to disrupt the lives of this city. But there's too many churches in this city to where we could stand up and make a difference and push back all that darkness. They don't have to just be the apostolic church at first, but you know, there's churches out there that they believe in the power of God. They believe in, in that they can push that back. And that faith, that's what it's going to take is our faith. Our faith is after is what's going to have to push us out there. All it takes is just that little bitty faith of that grain of a mustard seed. That's all it takes. And we can push back that darkness. Jesus. He's willing to make himself He's, he's already available to us all. I mean, just at the mention of his name, we can call upon him. He's made himself that available to us to where if we call on him, he's there in an instant. 
He's there. But a lesson I learned just the other day that whatever spirit that you're trying to reach him in, if it's not the right spirit, he may not hear you. We've got to be consumed with him to where you can't be mad at God and pray to God because something's not going your way. You can't be angry and then say, Lord, do this, this, and this in a prayer. He's not going to answer you like that. But he will give you some peace. He will give you some understanding. We just must seek more of him and less of us. James 4 and 6, it says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You know, I was sitting there, I was telling a guy Work, I said, it's it's easy to go into Telford to preach to sinners, to preach to those men. I said, it's harder when you come to a church and you're preaching to the choir. But then God said, we're all sinners. No matter how great Sister Joanne thinks Ronnie is, he's not perfect. I mean, that's that. That just come to me in the prayer room, Brother Ronnie. I'm sorry that you was the one over there praying and, and God spoke to me about you, but but we're all sinners. I mean, it's it doesn't matter if I'm in Telford or if I'm here, but God has called us out of this world to, to minister to these people, to this world out there that's hungry for a God that's willing to make himself available to show up, to show out, to touch the hurt, to to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the sick. That's the kind of God we serve. Philippians 2 and 5, it says, I read this this morning, and I just couldn't get away from it. It said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He took it upon himself. He thought it was robbery to be equal with God. So he took it upon himself and made himself as a servant. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given a name which is above every other name, that name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee shall bow. We're going to have to give an account for every word or deed when we stand before the throne of God. 
Every deed that I didn't do out there, I'm going to have to give an account. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't this person here? I put this person in your life. I know when I used to work at Turner, I would pray and I would say, Lord, send somebody to me today. Send somebody to me today because I was in a, I was in a plant and I was around people. Now on my job, the other day I drove 160 miles just in Lamar County in one quadrant. But I looked at my little tracker on my phone and I drove like 160 miles in one day, in a 10-hour day. And I didn't, I didn't, I come across a few people, but I've got to make myself available to where that whoever I do come across, that they've got to see something inside of me. They've got to see something inside of Jeff. It can't be carnality all the time. I can't talk about hunting and fishing and and outdoor things all the time. That's why I want to start this this men's ministry so where we can get together and we can talk about the things of God where we can I have a vision to where us men we can have like prayer partners. If if you're going through a trial or tribulation or whatever, you've got a close friend right there. Hey, just shoot them a text. Hey man, pray for me right now. Pray for me right now. What would be wrong with us just being able, because the Bible says we're two or three gathered and agree upon one thing, it shall be done. And I think just by text or conversation or whatever, if we're agreeing upon one thing, that it's going to be done. And so if we, if we can get together as men and we can start pushing back some of the darkness for our homes, for our families, for our friends, for our loved ones, for everyone that's lost out there in this world, we can start making a difference inside of our community. And that's what I want to do. You know, uh, many, many years ago, I, uh, I wasn't in church and I was messing up. I was ready to move off and I was, I was still consulting with Pastor Meyer. And I said, look, I just want to move off and, and start over. And he told me, he said, Jeff, he said, if you move off and you start over, he said, the devil's still going to chase you down there wherever you're at. He said, the main thing is you need to start over right here, right now, and let this city see that you're not the same Jeff that you once was. Let this city see what a difference you can make that you don't have to be the same guy that you was. And that's what we've got to do is no matter what the enemy's trying to tell us, it doesn't matter about my past. I loved what Brother Seth uh, said about that African missionary. He said when them witch doctors pulled up to him, and he said, I, I'm going to tell you every one of your sins. And he said, I see something, I see something. It's old, but it's covered with a bunch of blood. And that's the way our sins are. They're covered with blood. The enemy can't bring that back up to us. If I could get the musicians to come, I'm short and I'm sorry. I've got to make a difference. If it's just touching one person a day, if it's just touching one life a day, I can't, I can't sit idly by anymore and watch the enemy destroy things out there. He can't do it up here behind this pulpit by himself. Anywhere you go in this city, and they ask you, where do you go to church? And they said, United Pentecostal. Oh, you go to Pastor Myers. Like somebody said the other day, he's the pastor over this city is the way I see it. But he can't reach everyone. 
So when we're sitting out there and they're looking at us because they know we sit under his authority and they're saying, well, that person, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be acting like that. And we've got to be examples of his ministry sitting up here. So when we're out there, we've got to talk to the waitresses. Years ago, he said something to the effect, and I did it for a little bit, but it, I let the enemy stop me. He's, whenever he got ready to pray over his food at a restaurant, he'd ask the waitress, he said, we're fixing to pray over our food. Is there anything you'd like for us to pray over in your life? And I did it a couple of times, and then, like I said, it just kind of one of them things that slips away, slips away. But we've got to reach that world out there. We've got to reach our family. The devil's not going to win. He can't win. At that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. No matter, you don't want your family members. I guess we got to be subtle. You know, the Bible says the devil's subtle. We got to approach some people kind of subtle, but yet be firm in our word. Be firm where we stand. Be firm on the word of God. I've got some family out there that's not saved. I've got some friends out there that's not saved. I've got some co-workers out there that's not saved. I was listening to some stories today that I just had to walk away from. God is wanting to do something in our lives. And the enemy is wanting to stop it. But he can't if we'll put our foot down and we'll walk forward. So if you could all stand with me. I know it's Wednesday night and I know it's just me. But I know that there's a God here that's given me a message about being a doer and not just a hearer. And whenever he starts talking to me about stepping out of my comfort zones and to start doing some things, that I've got to start stepping out and being a doer and not just hearing what he's saying. Because I, sometimes he'll talk to me and I'll ignore him like when he says, go pray for this person. I ignore him. So I'll, I'll do it in a little bit. I've got to start being a doer. So I'm going to open up this altar tonight. If you need anything from a God that I serve, he'll meet you here. He'll be here for you. If you want to consecrate on some things, make some commitments, renew some commitments to a God. I've got to be a better person. I've got to be a better Christian. I've got to be a better leader. I've got to be a better husband. I've got to be a better friend. I've got to be better in my life.
attention are focused on the damage of the storm and God's attention is focused on the damage of the sin in all areas joy cometh for the redeemed 
So as we get ready to close, I want us all to join together in prayer for our pastor and all those people out there in Florida. Uh, there's, I think I heard something at 114 maybe lost lives in, from this hurricane. But let's just continue to pray for our pastor, his family, everyone that's out there trying to get fueled up to bring some fire back to this house, back to this service, back to this city. So, God, I thank you for what you've done today. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over my pastor, Lord. I pray that you would touch his heart, his mind, and his soul. God, give him strength tonight, Lord, as he worships you in spirit and in truth tonight, God. Touch the lives of those down there in Florida, the ones, the ones that are hurt, the ones that's lost loved ones, oh God. Stir them up, Lord, with all them apostolics out there in Florida, God. There's a reason that they can go out there and they can touch those people out there, God. Let their light shine before them tonight, oh God. Stir them up in the name of Jesus, God. Be with pastor and his family tonight, God. Keep them safe in their travels. In Jesus' name.